It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma City Thunder, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I'm your host, Carson Cunningham. Well, this feels like a broken record, doesn't it? Thunder lose another game in disappointing fashion, another second half collapse. Stop if you've heard this before. But if this one felt a lot different in that it seems as if the frustration is really setting in for this team and specifically Carmelo Anthony. We'll we'll talk all about that and more. Obviously, it's a big week for Paul George and Carmelo Anthony going to play at their former uh, employer. So we'll, we'll talk about all that. But first, this show is brought to you by Print. Go to print.co to, for your latest needs on all t-shirt apparel. If you want to make your own shirts, they do any size of order. Your own custom logos if you would like. And they also have the coolest Thunder slash Oklahoma City basketball gear around. Go to print.co. That's P-R-N-T dot C-O. Check out their apparel they already have on there. Or if you want to create your own, it's more than just t-shirts too. They make banners, pins, mugs, you name it. They can do it for you, and it's really a one-stop shop for anything and everything apparel-related. And again, they have the coolest shirts, and they also have a Shirt of the Month Club. Ten bucks is all you got to pay, and they'll send you a new shirt on the first week of every month. You can't beat that deal, folks. And also, we have a Locked On promo code. That's Locked On, no spaces, all caps, Locked On. Type that promo code in, you'll get free shipping. So I I don't know what else you're doing. Go to print.co right now. And get hooked up with all that cool stuff. Okay, so Thunder lose once again. This time to the Charlotte Hornets in just brutal fashion. This time it wasn't the offense just disappearing. It was the defense. Specifically in the third quarter. Uh, the third quarter has just been a total nightmare all season for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I don't know what it is about that, but they just cannot seem to put together a, a solid third quarter. They give up 40 to the... Hornets make the Hornets look like the Boston or like the the Globetrotters basically is what they look like and uh, just a horrible performance once again in the second half defense nowhere to be found they get, they lose 116 to 103 and Billy Donovan after the game said that he was very 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 pleased with the offense which I don't like no one wants to here's my problem with that no one wants to hear that after you lose the Charlotte Hornets at home. Nobody. I understand what he was getting at. I did think the ball movement was way better than what we've seen, not only lately, but really all season. You even had Carmelo Anthony making extra passes. I thought he made several really nice passes to Alex Abrinas, got him wide open for three. Granted, Abrinas, once again, can't hit the broadside of a barn. He was two of nine, two of seven from three. But the passing in general was was pretty good. So I understand where he's coming from there. And I get it. That's kind of the Thunder mantra. They want to be all things positive all the time. But no one wanted to hear that. And I thought a lot of people rolled their eyes when, when Billy said, oh, I was very pleased with the offense. But uh, 
it was really the defense that waned. And again, they didn't have Andre Robertson, sure. That that can be blamed for why they, they gave up 40 points in the third quarter, I'll, I'll grant you. But it was more than just one guy. It was the entire team collapsing and just letting Charlotte do whatever they wanted. And it, it seems that's a nightly routine, right? They make they make bad teams look excellent. They make bad shooting teams look like sharpshooters. I mean, I know they, their defense is second in the league, but... It just seems like no-name guys can can pop up and and, and hurt them. But uh, Dwight Howard actually had a really good game against Stephen Adams. Got the better of him. I wouldn't have predicted that coming into this game. But uh, all in all, it's just another disappointing performance. And the, the losses are starting to mount now. I mean, it's it's really the frustration is setting in. And really, two takeaways that I have from this season so far. Number one, Russell Westbrook has been bad. Russell Westbrook is probably the biggest person to blame for the Thunder struggles this year. Is that fair? Is it is it all his fault? No. Is it is Billy Donovan to blame? Sure. Is Paul George to blame? Absolutely. Is is Carmelo Anthony to blame? You better believe it. But if your if your best player doesn't play well, you're already behind the eight ball, and so the the margin for error is already very small and very thin when Russell's not playing well. He's having his worst shooting percentage of his career. Worse than his rookie year when he would do his pull-up two and just clang it off the backboard without hitting a rim. You know, that, that, that mid-range shot he's become so accustomed to taking. When he was a rookie, he was throwing that thing off the glass. He, he had no idea where it was going. And he had a better shooting percentage his rookie year than he does right now. I don't know if it's his knee, if that PRP injection that he got in his knee was a bigger warning sign than we thought. You know, we didn't think much of it at the time. But he's just not playing well. He, he can't hit open shots. Shots that were automatic last year for him are not dropping, specifically from the mid-range. He's never been a three-point marksman, but I think that would solve a lot of issues. You know, we saw it against the Warriors, and I hate to keep going back to that game, but that was when we finally saw Russell just say, get out of the way, I'm going to go win the game. Get out of the way, I'm the reigning MVP. You guys guys fall in line, I'm going to take over. And it just it seems as if he hasn't quite found that uh, that that groove that we saw against Golden State, and I think that's the biggest reason the Thunder are struggling because he drug a much much less talented team last year to a better record at this point than they have now. I mean, they're still not above 500, so I think that's the first takeaway from from uh, the season so far. And the second is Carmelo Anthony's just aged before our very eyes. You know, I guess. You know, I, I overestimated his effectiveness uh, as far as an NBA basketball player goes at this stage of his career. I thought he could come in, just take spot-up shots, could do his normal thing. But what we're seeing is he can't get, he can't score in the paint at all anymore. His shooting percentages there are the lowest since 2011. Uh, he has no lift. He, get, he gets his shot just swatted multiple times a game multiple times does he get just swatted because he can barely jump anymore and you know he's he's aged and he he's really showing those signs and I think the frustration really boiled over for him because he left the locker room early after the loss to the Hornets before even Billy Donovan was done or before he not even before he was done with his press conference before he ever started he was long gone and you know Melo at practice today said that that was because he wanted to FaceTime with his son which which I believe him but it's the first time all season he hasn't stuck around and talked to the media. Normally he's one of the last ones to leave. And that, that tells me he's 
he's frustrated. And I, I actually think Carmelo has acquiesced more than he's getting credit for and more than I thought he would. I mean, he's taking far fewer shots as of late. He, he really tried to pass the ball the other night. He just hasn't been able to score with the same effectiveness he has his entire career. He has his lowest field goal percentage since his rookie year. Or I think it's the lowest of his entire career, actually. It is. It's his lowest field goal percentage of his career. And I think I think he's trying. I just think he's not as effective a basketball player as he used to be, which I did not see coming. I thought we would see the Olympic mellow, hoodie mellow, whatever you want to call it. I thought playing around better talented players like he is was going to elevate his game. And it just it simply has not. So those are those are my two biggest takeaways so far this season and until I see something different, this the season's not going to get turned around. And I did think it was interesting at practice today. Before we get to that, let's hear from uh, one of our sponsors. But I, I want two takeaways from practice today from Paul George and Carmelo Anthony. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Carmelo Anthony and Paul George, both to a man at practice today, said that not to blame Billy Donovan, which... They can say that all they want, but if things don't get turned around, there's only one person people are going to want to blame and one person that will ultimately take the fall, and that's Billy Donovan. But I did think it was interesting both guys stuck up for Billy at practice. They both said, you know, Billy's drawing up good stuff. He's running good offense. We just, we're not performing as players on the floor. Melo said, it's on us. We're the ones that are out there. And I think to a large extent that's true. I think you've seen in spurts them playing the way Billy wants them to play. It's just... They have not been able to do it for full games, specifically full quarters, four quarters at all. The third quarter has just been a nightmare. Uh, so, and, and that leads me kind of to my a bigger ultimate takeaway. I, you know, I said my earlier takeaways from this season. This is one that is going to be really hard for uh, <clears throat> excuse me, really hard for Thunder fans to accept or ponder. And I think it's a question that needs to be asked: Is Russell Westbrook just that hard to play with you factor in how poorly Paul George and Carmelo Anthony have fit alongside him and then you just take a look around the league you know they play the Indiana Pacers tomorrow look how good Domas Sabonis looks in Indiana he looked absolutely lost in Oklahoma City he looked they couldn't even put the guy on the floor in the latter half of the year especially in the playoffs he didn't play at all Look at Victor Oladipo. He looks like an all-star right now. He's dropping over 40 points in a game. I know he lost weight and got in shape and all that. and was probably motivated after being traded, but he's playing unbelievably better away from Russell Westbrook in Oklahoma City. Ennis Cantor, lighting it up. Thunder were afraid to put him on the floor. He's lighting it up in New York. You go on down the line. All these players that leave Oklahoma City... They play way better elsewhere. Why is that? There's a common denominator, and it's Russell Westbrook. Now, I'm not sitting here saying that you know Russell's the reason why these guys play so well elsewhere, or even the reason that 
I'm not even saying he is hard to play with. It's just, it's curious to me why this isn't working right now in Oklahoma City with these two guys they added. Two guys who, you know, perennial all-stars. And you look around the league and guys are playing way better to the point where now people are saying that Oklahoma City got robbed in the Paul George trade. At the time when it was made, everyone thought the Thunder got away with highway robbery. Now they're saying, oh my God, they got rid of Oladipo and Sabonis for a rental of Paul George? That's how far the narrative has shifted on that trade. And I think I think it, the only way this is getting fixed is up to Russell Westbrook. Unless he turns back, I'm not even saying he has to play at the level he played last year. <laughs> you just He's gotten better than rookie Russ at this point. He's putting up numbers, but just you watch him from night in, night out, it has not been effective basketball for him. And I think it's on him to turn this around, or else, who knows? It's it's not it's not been good. Uh, this is an important week, actually, too, for the Thunder. If they thought things were frustrating before, wait till the next couple games. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You know, Paul George is about to have his Kevin Durant return game. He talked about that at practice as well, how he saw what Kevin went through when he was here in Oklahoma City this this year. You know, Paul was not at the Cupcake game the year prior. I think he would have a little different outlook on how <laughs> that 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 goes if he had been there last year. But he returns to Indiana on Wednesday, and Carmelo Anthony returns to New York on Saturday. It's going to be interesting to see the receptions for both. We'll start in Indiana. Obviously... Paul George is not well-liked in Indiana. I mean, I, I was kind of stunned at how much he's not liked at all. Anytime I've tweeted about him or anything Paul George-related, I get a few tweets from Pacers fans who just spew vitriol of hatred about Paul George and they, how they hated watching him play and how they hated how much he complained about officiating and just a lot of a lot of negativity surrounding him. And I, I understand a lot of it. You know, he demanded to be traded from Indiana. Uh, I, I get that why that would cause sore feelings. Um, I do think it was fair for Paul George to want to play somewhere else, considering the roster that was around him in Indiana. It was, this was not a Kevin Durant situation where they were still going to conference finals and were locked and loaded to contend for, for years. Much different situations. But I do think he'll get booed, and I, you know, I, I have no problem with that. And I think Paul George knows he's going to get booed. He admitted that, and I think he's ready for it. And I, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of environment there is there and especially I don't have as good a grasp grasp on how Carmelo's viewed in New York I don't know if the fans there uh you know some fans were happy for him that he went to Oklahoma City some were not so I have much much uh different outlook on how Carmelo will be received I have no idea you know they love Ennis Cantor over there Uh, I'm sure Ennis will get the crowd fired up for the Thunder's return but uh, it's going to be interesting to see how these two react to that. And it's going to be kind of emotional for both. I mean, they both spent a majority of their careers there at those places. You know, Indiana is a very passionate fan base. New York, we all know they're a passionate fan base. 
So I, I can't wait to see the reception. I can't wait to see how they respond. And let's be honest, Thunder have been awful on the road. Awful. Uh, until the Memphis win on Saturday, they hadn't won, they hadn't won on the road since uh, Halloween. So losing that game to Charlotte was, was huge because the next three are on the road. At Indiana, at Philly, which Joel and B just lights them on fire when they play. And then they got the New York Knicks on, on Saturday. So tough stretch, and this season's only going to get tougher. That's the other thing about the disappointing start to the season for the Thunder. Their schedule has not been tough. Not been tough at all. Still haven't even played Houston yet. Played Spurs' freshman team. Not their JV, their freshman. So it's it's not looking good at all right now. And, and again, we'll, we'll talk more uh, after the Pacers games and especially after the Knicks games, see what kind of reaction those two guys get, and see how the Thunder respond. I mean, that... I think now, more than ever, they've talked more about their struggles and how they need to get it fixed than they have all season. Why it's taken this long, I don't know. But I do expect them to play play well on this road trip. Maybe I'm naive. Maybe I keep expecting you know, a different result and getting the same result. What's that, isn't that the definition of madness? So I, I don't know. I, I expect them to play much better because I think they've come to some hard truths. And the hard truth is they stink right now. They stink. Not good offensively. They relax on defense. And it has not been good at all. And uh, we'll see how they respond. Big road trip. Three-game road trip. Uh, thanks for listening. I'm Carson Cunningham, the host of Locked on Thunder. You can follow me on Twitter, at KOCO Carson. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.